So Lord, as the incense rises to your throne, these songs of praise rise to your throne. In this little town in Iowa, we gather with people around the world and with people around the throne in heaven. And we exalt the beautiful name of Jesus. We throw our crowns down and we honor you for who you are. So we bless you, Lord. We praise you. We exalt you. For you are worthy of our praise. Would you join me, please, in praying the prayer that Jesus taught his brothers and sisters and friends? If you don't know those words, they'll be on the screen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please be seated. Could I invite the deacons, if you would, be willing to pass those plates and clutter all these uh, cards and then stick them on the, on the, in the bowl? Could I invite you, please, thank you for worshiping. The, the, in, the intentionality and the volume of your singing is speaking high, highly to who your, where your hearts are. If you want to come get a card, just come grab one. We're just, it's kind of chaos. Let chaos rule. We don't care. Here we go. Thank you, honey. So I'd like to open your Bibles to chapters four and five. And if you haven't got a card, you want to get one, you can. You want to find a deacon, just let's, I'm, I'm going to speak from the floor because I don't want to cover up the, the throne. Um, can I look at chapters four? We're going to start reading chapters four and five. Lane read them and tried to bring some sense of passion and imagination. I'm going to read it now. I'm going to talk you through it just a little bit and, uh, so that it makes more sense. Uh, but uh, look at slide four, please. Uh, I can't do it. So th this is the context. Remember now, the, Jesus, last week, Jesus walked through seven churches and made some observations. So this is my, my quick summary of, of what Jesus saw in those churches. In Ephesus, he saw they had lost their love for him. In Smyrna, they were soon gonna undergo massive martyrdom. Many were gonna be killed for following after Jesus. Pergamum, they were being uh, struck by false teaching, which was leading them to all kinds of crazy practices. Thyatira was doing uh, feasts to demons and then sexual immorality connected to that. In uh, Sardis, Jesus said, you're absolutely dead. There is no life in you in that church. Philadelphia had been persecuted. It was undergoing massive persecution. In Laodicea, he said the church is lukewarm. So why is this so critical that I, that I put this out? So next slide five, please. I wanna give you a sense of what's the context. But the first perspective, which I tried to emphasize two weeks ago, is the glorious Jesus. Glorious Jesus, incredibly glorious Jesus. And the second perspective is that there's glorious, unending prayer and praise. So just real quick again, I'm, I'm gonna stand next to the throne, just like, I wanna see me. What, what I'm gonna try to communicate in the next 30 minutes or so is what happens here is going on forever. So my sentence for discernment of sentence is when we gather together in corporate worship, we join what is 
and whatever will be. And so you need to use your imaginations this morning. It's really important that you engage the imagination. So let me just tell you what's coming. Seated on the throne is God the Father. In a short time in the passage, you're gonna have the Holy Spirit standing right in front of the throne. And then you're gonna see in the text, Jesus, the slain lamb, standing on the throne. So Father, Spirit, and Son are all here. And they're gonna be surrounded by untold bazillions of people, angels, and cherubim. And what they see and experience is so crazy, they just can't stop praising. They can't stop. And I, in a minute, I'll just read the passage, but there's, there's, there's all this conversation about Casper, Carmelian, all kinds of colors. Use your imagination now. Hold the diamond up. Hold the kaleidoscope. And keep changing, turning it in the light. Just imagine how many different hues of light. So when all those words are used to describe the one on the throne, what they're trying to do is give imagery that whoever this is, is so amazing, you can't stop just being constantly amazed at who this is. And the response, just a spontaneous response, is just songs and songs, and they can't stop. So someone said to Elaine after the first service, but we gotta learn to be better worshipers. No, 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 no. We just have to have a vision of who this is. And when we see who this is, we just can't help but say, holy, holy, holy. You are worthy. So no matter where you are today, right now, above us, is something going on that is so magnificent, and this is critical because starting next week, it gets really hard. So the image of the worship is just critical. So having said that, let me take you through chapter four and five and just real quickly walk you through it, and then we're gonna start applying it. So chapter four, after this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet. Now, I'm gonna, so I'm just gonna say this real quick as I go through this. Old Testament reference. The trumpet is so loud. There's a voice like a trumpet. It's so loud. It's so loud. And the voice says, come up here. And the heavens open. This crazy, loud voice. Come up here. Look. And he's just, he is now going to be overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, what he's going to see. It, now, in all this, this is one loud story. I mean, you have tens of thousands of angels screaming out, holy, holy, holy. Just quick segue. You're going to see in just a moment Isaiah 6 reference. They have six wings. And they're covered with eyes. Why? Six wings covered with eyes. Two eyes, two wings cover their eyes because they don't dare look at the one who's on the throne. They gotta cover their eyes. And two wings cover their feet because in that day, the streets were so dirty that walking in the street would be walking in sewage. They're so dirty, they don't even, angels, angels, created beings are so dirty, they cover their feet 
And with two wings, they're floating. And they're singing, holy, holy. And it's loud. It's loud. So there's a voice of a trumpet. Come up here. Come up here. Kelly, you ready to roll? Bring on it. Bring up the prayers. Here it comes, your prayers. Isn't it, isn't it, can you see the incense? Ellen just relit it. We'll probably do it again in a minute. The prayers are rising. So back to chapter four. He says, at once I was in the spirit. Now that phrase, in the spirit, happens four times in the book, in the Revelation. And each time it's used, it's a transition coming. So when you see the phrase, in the spirit, something's coming. Thank you, Kelly. And then it says in verse four, and the one who sat there, verse three, had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like emerald encircled the throne. That's Old Testament reference. Verse four, surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on were 24 elders. Old Testament reference. They were dressed in white, Old Testament reference, and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder. What's that a reference to? It's the Exodus, Mount Sinai. They can't even stand. Do you remember the story in Exodus? It is so loud, it is so powerful, the people ran and they said to Moses, you go, you go, we ain't going there, you go there. It is powerful, Old Testament reference. So there's seven already that goes on. Next verse. It says, in front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. That's the reference to the Holy Spirit in Revelation. And also in front of the throne, there was looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center, around the throne, were four living creatures. This is all Old Testament references. And they're covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around. They're covering their faces, their feet, and day and night, they never stop saying, here's the first of five hymns. Here's the first one. This is a hymn to the Creator. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures Give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne and it lives forever. The 24 elders fall down and worship before him who sits on the throne and who worship him who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before him. So now, gotta use your imagination. 24, 12 and 12, it's, it's, a, it's a massive number. It carries all kinds of meaning in the Old Testament and they are all on their faces here. And now comes the second hymn. The second hymn to the Creator comes next. Look at this verse. You are worthy, our Lord and our God, this is God the Father, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their beings. You are worthy to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. Now, come here, come to the story, come here. Do you remember when I did the series on the circle of love twice? So in the, what we've read so far, God the Father sits here, and this is a massive throne. In just a minute, we're gonna have a lamb here, and then we're gonna have the Holy Spirit standing right here. Now, why am I drawing attention? Why did this one, who all the angelic hosts are now on their faces before him, this one, 
one and three, three and one, said, let us create humans in our image. Why? Because this God wants a relationship with you forever. Here. This is the origination of the circle of love. This holy God who is so other, who is so terrifying, who is so loving, says, Does this just blow your mind? No, time out. Now, all this is going on all the time. So I'm living my life, you're living your life, we're living like this. And St. John would say to all of us, come on up, take a look. What's happening all the time, all the time, is there's this incredible rising of the prayers and worshiping of all creation. In of chapter five, everyone, everything on the heavens, the earth, and the sea, everything is worshiping God. Let's go on. Chapter five, verse one. Then I saw a land, a land, saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. Now what is that? That's an Old Testament reference to what? It's, the, it's his story. It's God's story of humankind. Who can open the seals? Who can make sense of God's story? Next verse. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. No one could figure out what God is doing. And I wept and I wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, this is St. John, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. So what's he thinking? He's gonna open his eyes, he's on his face, and he is gonna see this. But what does he see? Verse six, then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain. Now don't clean the story up. So here's his throne, and here's a lamb covered with blood. What does a slain lamb look like in the Old Testament? Slit throat, blood everywhere. Stand, standing on the throne is a bloody lamb. Keep following. Encircled by the four living creatures and the elders, the lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God that into the earth. What is that? That's a reference to the Holy Spirit. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. So use your imagination. Not a lion, not a lamb. I don't know how this happens. The lamb goes to the one who is sitting on the throne and takes the scroll. Who has the audacity to do that? 
who has the authority to come up to Almighty God in the throne room, which is blowing up, and take the scroll? It's Jesus. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song. So here's the third song. This is a song, this is a song to the Redeemer. You, Jesus, are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God people from every tribe and language and people and nation. And that's why we sang what a beautiful name it is in Spanish this morning, to add to ours. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Now that's an Old Testament, that's Genesis chapter one. So let me just play with you for just a minute. If you're having problems with this, Kevin K at trcpod.com. Chapter one, Revelation, first book of the Bible. What did God say to the people who created? I've created you to have dominion over all creatures. What was the task? Not to abuse creation, it was to honor and steward and be a charge of all that God created. What do you read all the way through Revelation? You who overcome will reign. What's the Old Testament word? Dominion. What's the New Testament word? Reign. Stay with me. In the new heaven and new earth, those who are in Christ, and Christo, who are gathered around this throne, at some point, you'll be giving a crown. You'll be given rewards. Now stay with me. Stay with me. Listen to the sentence. If you are in Christ, you have been following him, living for him, you are overcome because of faithfulness to Jesus, and he rewards you. What do you do with that? What do the elders do with their crowns? They laid them at the feet. But go back to dominion. Stay with me. The day is coming in the new heaven and new earth. You just read, will reign with him on the earth. Our God, Father, Son, and Spirit, is seeking to create a people, listen, who in their relationship with the triune God, listen, will do whatever they want. And whatever they want will be exactly what God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit want. I'll give you an example. In the Gospel of John, pray in my name. And I'll answer, you pray in my name. I can say, my prayers are never answered. My prayers are not being answered. Someday, in the new heaven, new earth, everything you ask for will be given because you will have the mind and the heart and a relationship with Jesus. And you will reign for him. So stay with me. He might say, you know what? There's a solar system over here. It's got a couple thousand planets. Go ahead. You reign for me there. Let's go back to when Jesus was alive. What did Jesus say? His last thing to his followers. All authority 
in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I give it to you. All authority in heaven and earth. Now, you go and make disciples, teaching them all I've commanded you. And I will be with you always to the end of the ages in Greek. That's someday. Right now, what's happening here? God the Father, the Creator, God the Son, the Redeemer. Well, there's another song to the Redeemer. Look at the next song. The next song. Verse, look at what happens in verse 11. After the third song, verses 9 and 10, then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and 10,000 times 10,000. Think, how many is that? What's 10,000 times 10,000? Millions, millions encircling the throne and the living creatures and the elders. Here's the fourth song, the second song for the Redeemer. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And then I heard every creature on heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, and all that is in them, everyone, everything, saying to him who sits on the throne, God the Father, and to the Lamb, Jesus the Son, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever, ever. The four living creatures said amen, and the elders fell down and worshiped. And I told you how the early church, so when they said amen, they went, yes, yes, yes. He is reigning. He is ruling. And whether we know it or not, the heavens are filled with bazillions of beings worshiping and praising. When we gather on Sunday mornings here, we are doing together, practicing and joining what's going on in the heavens now and forever. That's why we come to worship. I know we need online at times, at times. We need to join in worship. Have you been using your imagination? Do you understand how big this is? Now this is really critical. Chapters four and five are really critical because what starts to happen in chapter six, this has to be cemented in these people who are persecuted and being killed and all the stuff. They've got to have this vision clear in their heads and their hearts because they need to say, we want to be part of this community forever and we know they're in charge on the throne. Let me give you one other. Some of you are looking like, what's he taught creation? What's he give me a creation crazy. Romans 8. I'm quoting scripture. St. Paul writes, all of creation groans in eager expectation waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. What are they waiting for? They're waiting for the new heaven and the new earth. And they're waiting for us to reign and rule like Jesus. Now say with me, what's a disciple of Jesus? 
A disciple of Jesus is someone who says what Jesus says, who does what Jesus did, who thinks what Jesus thinks, as though he were living his life in you. In the new heaven and new earth, that is what we will do. We will think, talk, and act like Jesus. Increasingly so. Who wants to go to heaven? Are you with me? Okay, there's something happening here. I'm gonna give you an illustration. So Eugene Peterson, in a book called Reverse Thunder, talked about a number of things that happen when God's, when, when they worship, when we worship. And the phrase, I'm using one of his five words. The, one of the, word, the word is centers. When we are worshiping and we are together as a community are going beyond our own preferences and together we are saying we want to worship and honor and bless God the Father. God the Son, God the it centers. So what happens is, we come in all kinds of places, worship centers. And what happens in moments in worship services is all of us individuals center. 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 And from the center, we go back into the world that Jesus loves. Yes? We'll give a couple more slides here. Can I hit me? Let me go slide six. So can, could I ask, well, let me do this and I'm gonna have you talk with each other if you would. So why is this vision of worship so important? Because hard times are coming. Where is it worship centered? Again, if you want to have fun, look for the word throne. It's in every chapter but three. In chapters four and five, five, 10, 15, 17 times. Worship centers here. Where is it centered? Father, Son, Spirit, here. May I have slide um, nine now? Could I invite you to have some conversation if you would? So if the worship in Revelation centers on the throne, why? Because that is the center of all things. So I have two questions. I wonder if you talk with someone. Let's just go to the, second, the first question. So with someone close by, could you be willing to ask and answer this question? What does my worship center on? When you gather here to worship, what are you focusing on? And then I'll ask the second question in a moment. So could, if you'd be willing to share with someone, when you gather here and worship on Sundays, what is your worship focusing on? Okay, on your marks, get set, go. Okay, thank you. Could I, could I ask, could I ask for some verbal participation? So um, let's, let's go to the second question. What occurs when we join a worship? Could, could people just throw things out and I'll repeat them? What, what is your experience? What happens when we gather together in worship? Could just, extroverts help us here? Refresh, renew. Thanks, Lindy. What else? Unity. Unity. Thank you, uh, Loriana. 
A line? What are you going to say, honey? Encourages people to look toward God. Thank you, honey. Well done. Well said. Somebody else. What happens? What, what happens when we worship? Practice. Rick said we practice. We, we, folks, we're, what we do here is part of what we'll do forever. But don't think it's going to be like a boring church service. <laughs> Lane just said to me, so let me, I'm going to take one illustration. A NASCAR race or a, a, a football game. If you like either one of those things, you have a team or a person, no one has to coerce you to buy the clothes, to go to the place and scream for whoever you like. Right? You, 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 this is your team, this is your people, this is your driver, whatever. Now take that analogy and push it out a thousand times for Jesus. You will have no problems getting pumped about the wonders of our God forever. I married Elaine for 43 years. I keep watching this woman that I committed my life to and I keep seeing her in new and different ways. And she's the most important person in my life. What happens if Jesus does become the most important person in our lives? We will want to be knowing more about in relationship with him. So something happens as we gather to worship. So a couple specific action steps, if I could. Can I have slide uh, 10, please? So I just want to really keep encouraging you to, can I ask again, how many people have viewed the video project, the Bible project at least once? Can you raise your hands high? Good, can I just keep pushing? I'm going to, be, I'm going to beat this horse on the ground. If you don't have Wi-Fi, come here. We'll, we'll help you up. Watch these videos. Look at this. You've got to keep getting your heads around the revelation. And it's really important because in the setting the stage these first three weeks, because now come the bulls, the trumpets, the seals, and all that stuff, and we're all going to go, woo, woo. Remember now, there is constant repetition here. The, the vision is just repeated. And Hebrew, the Hebrews do not think in linear thoughts like Greek and Romans do. It's not A, B, C, D, E, F. God is my refuge. He's a rock. He is a good shepherd. He is a door. He is a gate. Is that very logical? That's, that's Hebrew. They just keep repeating the vision over and what's the vision? The vision is this. Don't be afraid. Don't be frightened. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. Don't compromise. Read next week for Sunday. Read Revelation 6 and 7. Next week is Worldwide Communion Sunday. So next Sunday, the Roman Catholic churches, the Orthodox churches, and the Protestant churches. One Sunday a year, all of Christendom shares communion. That's next Sunday. Read the next chapter 6 and 7 as you come, and perhaps join a text group. Okay, now slide number 13. Now we're going to end up with some, some praise. I'm going to ask, Alan, can you come out and light the, light the uh, incense again? So on the cards, if you haven't filled out a card and you want to, just come up during the singing. If you want to fill up a card and while they're singing, put it in the bowl. If you want to do that just to symbolize I'm praying for whomever or I'm worshiping with someone, and then if we're, going to sing, we're just going to sing for a couple minutes. And I want you to envision we are joining all in the heavens who are praising God. So let me tell you what the songs are, and, and they've been chosen with intentionality. It's about 13, 14 minutes of song, so don't get too worried about it. 
holy, 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 reprise, crowns down, ending with who is like our God. And while that's going on, elders and deacons will be serving communion, prayer ministers. Here's an opportunity to join with what's happening in the heavens and worship and praise our Lord. Amen? Lord, so we ask your blessing if you do this. Lead us and guide us in worship and give us great joy in doing so. We ask your blessing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now make an Allen light incense. Can you see that now? These are the prayers. These are the prayers of the people. What, what you have here, these are the prayers. And with the prayers, there are songs. And together, as the people of God, with all who've gone before, with angels, with cherubim and seraphim, we're gonna praise our Lord. Amen? If you're able and if you choose, would you respond as the Lord leads you?